0: have your Bibles, and you will turn with me for just a few moments tonight. I want to direct your attention to the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, and then I will turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter. Romans chapter 8, and I will begin reading with verse number 18. I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I love that Word because every day it's fresh. No matter how many times you read it, it always speaks to you of a present need. And that is wonderful. And I am so thankful for that tonight. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 18. Paul had to be a Texan. If he wasn't, he was a cowboy at least. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, everybody say this present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be, amen, which shall be revealed in us shall be revealed in us. Everybody say, in us. I want you to get that because it just got a hold of me. Let me read it again. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, everybody say it again, present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory of, which shall be revealed in us. Mm. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about this present life. Amen. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Somebody is waiting on God's children to show up. Creation is waiting. The expectation of God's created design is looking for the child of God to show up. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. And he closes this chapter with a most profound statement. He said, For we are saved by hope. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Or in one way you could say hope or, or what is present, the things that are present at this moment may not be the totality of all you need to know. And so hope reaches beyond the moment. It reaches beyond the present into something that is yet to come. Not just heaven, but even in this life. And we are saved by hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Then reading from Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Again, Paul writing to the church, speaking to them concerning their spiritual journey. He said in verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. I like one translation said, we're pinned, but we're not pressed. We're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause? Everybody say, for which cause? What cause is he talking about? He's talking about all of the adversity. He's talking about the persecution, but not being forsaken. He's talking about the casting. "...down but not destroyed." He's talking about the trouble but not the distress, the perplexity but not the despair. "...for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction..." Isn't it amazing... A man of his stature, having gone through all that he went through, could say our light affliction. How many of you have ever been beaten with rods 39 times, at least five times in your life? How many of you have ever been shipwrecked before? How many of you have ever been destitute, didn't have a penny, didn't have food, didn't have clothes? How many of you have really been forsaken by everybody? Well, this is a man who has had all of those things happen to him. He's been forsaken. He's been lied on. He has been misrepresented. He has been cheated. He has been shortchanged. People took up money and they didn't give it for the right cause. And this man who had been beaten and shipwrecked and left for dead, stoned to death, and left outside a city, could look back over all that he had gone through and say, But our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And everybody said, Amen. Put your Bibles down and let's put our hands together and clap our hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing and your worship tonight and being in the house of the Lord. One of the great challenges of a preacher is a simple yet difficult task of getting people to see beyond the present stuff to see beyond the present moment, what you're going through right now, what you're facing at this particular moment. It is important in God's economy to understand time. It is important in God's economy to understand how God operates. And it is vitally important and it is, yea, critical to us tonight that we understand how God has set up this whole scheme. There are moments and then there are moments. Amen. There are times that we go through and there are difficulties that come into our lives, but they must be remembered as only coming to pass. They are not there to stay. I remember several years ago we had the privilege of going through the Disney Studios in California. And we were taken on the tour and taken through all of the different areas of how they developed their ideas and how they put it all together and, and then the final product that they present to the world. And what was amazing to me back then, and I'm sure it's changed now because of digital uh, imagery and and things of that nature, but they still operated, they created their movies one frame at a time, one picture at a time. And they showed us some of the primitive pictures of Mickey Mouse and and the the, the short movies that they they created and how they actually did that. And it was simply hundreds and hundreds of snapshot pictures of Mickey Mouse. And each one was incrementally different so that when you take one of them and you look at it, you see him with his hand up. But when you take them in sequence, his hand actually moves. But the movement is not what, uh, it, the movement is not in the single frame. The single frame is only part of the whole scope of what they're trying to uh, accomplish. And, 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 and so there are millions of snapshots. They're all part of the film, but they are not the film. Do you get that? They're part of the film, but they are not the film. And what you and I are going through tonight are part of the story, but it's not the story. You cannot know the story until eternity when God allows you to see it all together, not just as one moment, because if we're not careful, we become depressed because of a present situation. And sometimes when we talk about a moment, we're not talking about 60 seconds. A moment may last a week. It may last two weeks. It may last a month. Sometimes a moment in your life can last a year or longer. But when you look at that in the scope of eternity and you look at it in the scope of God's plan, it's still just a moment. It's temporary. And you do not base your life upon the single frame. You do not pass your judgment on the single frame. One of the most powerful and one of the, the, the greatest movies of all time, according to the critics, is a film that many of you probably have seen called Gone with the Wind. And I am certain that when they created Gone with the Wind, they used the same kind of technology, if you look at the film, there's one frame at a time. And nobody in their right mind would go to that film and pull out the film and they would look through the glass and or or look through the light and they would see a particular frame and they would pull that frame out and they would plaster it on the wall and they would say, that is gone with the wind. That's not gone with the wind. That's just part of gone with the wind. You would not base your judgment on that film according to that one frame. You wouldn't base your judgment on that particular work of those men based on one or two frame. You pass your judgment when you've seen the whole thing. And what's wrong with many people today is that they get caught up in the moment. They get caught in what's going on right now. And they lose sight of what is yet to come. And I have been sent by God to remind somebody tonight, don't get lost in the moment. Don't get lost in the moment. Don't judge your life don't condemn your life don't throw your life away based on the moment that you're living in because that moment is going to pass that moment is going to move on and another moment's going to take its place and you're not going to be able to judge your life until all of it has been put together and God sent this ignorant preacher to you tonight to tell you one more time remember this This too shall pass. However bad it is, however difficult it is, however heavy the weight may be, just remember that it's just a frame. It's just a moment. The tragedy is that when people let the moment define their lives, they make serious and critical mistakes. When they let the moment define their lives, they give up. They go back, they quit. When people allow the moment to define their life, what they're going through right now, this particular hour, this particular day, they become known as losers or they become known as whatever they are at that moment. They're an alcoholic, they're a drug addict, they're a failure they're this or that because they have allowed a moment to define who they are. Paul said the story has not been finished yet. The chapter has not been written yet. There is glory that is yet to be revealed. And rather than getting sucked into the vortex of that cesspool of depression. He said, why don't you hang on for a moment and see what happened because this too is going to pass. It's going to move on and another frame is going to take its place and your life is not going to be judged just by what you're going through right now. Somebody turn to your neighbor and smile and say, it's good to know. Amen, It's good to know how easy it is to become lost in the crisis of the moment. Everything is falling apart. How many of you heard somebody say that everything is falling apart everything I mean everything everything is falling apart. Everybody's given up. everybody's quitting. Everybody's letting go really everybody. What are you telling me? I know what you're telling me. You're telling me that you are lost in the moment because that one frame is stuck in your mind and all you can see is that unfinished motion. All you can see is what should have been or what could have been And God said, your, your life is not defined by that. Your life is greater than that. Your life has more purpose than that. Your life has more meaning. Sure, you may fail, but if you fail, get up. A good man, the Bible said, falls seven times, but he gets back up again. A good man doesn't always get it right, but he doesn't quit in the moment. He doesn't give up in frustration and what's happening right now he knows that deep inside there's something better yet to be revealed and so he gets back up and he said you know what this is not going to define me this is not going to be what I'm known for I am not going to die in my dilemma I'm not going to die in this situation I'm not going to quit now God has a glory to reveal in my life and I want to hang around and see what that glory is going to be. Amen. Some of you need to live long enough to see how God frustrates the devil. Amen. Just when he thought he had you, God delivered you. Just when he thought he had pulled you in, God's hand reaches out and rescues you. Just when he thought he had laid the perfect trap and you're inching closer and closer and closer. Somehow the hand of God sweeps in and circumvents the moment. And if you looked at that moment, you would see momentum going in the wrong direction. But don't base your life on that. Don't judge that man or that woman by that frame because that's not the whole picture. That's not the whole story. Remember, it's just a moment. Everybody say a moment. It's a moment. Don't define your life by the moment. Amen. If you do, you'll give up on people. And that's the worst kind of giving up, is giving up on people. Amen. Because if you give up on people, somewhere somebody's going to give up on you. You would never think of taking one frame from any kind of film. And judging that film by that one frame. So why will we take our life and base our life on one segment? Brother Hughes, I just can't get over something I did 10 years ago. Something that happened to me 20 years ago. Something that went wrong in my life five years ago. It's still affecting me. Why? If we wouldn't base our judgment of a film on one segment, why do we condemn our lives? Why do we condemn our own self tonight? Because of a moment in time. Why do we allow the enemy to beat us down and destroy us? Somebody hear this preacher tonight and rise up and take hold of hope. And realize that your life is not based on the moment. Your life is built on hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hope will not make you ashamed. Amen. Hope will not make you ashamed. Why do we dissect life into frames and judge based on that moment alone? I don't know. But I do know this, God sent me tonight to challenge somebody to realize that you're just in a moment. I said, you're just in a moment. You're just in a moment. And that moment will pass. Don't walk away from God. Don't quit on God. Don't leave God. Don't tell God He's failed. God's not through yet. God's not finished yet. Don't get aggravated. Don't cuss or discuss. Just stand in the moment and let it be what it is, however miserable it is, and just know that this too shall pass. Hallelujah. Every storm ends at some point. You don't, a storm doesn't last forever. The sun doesn't stay out all the time. It goes on the horizon and disappears at least for a few hours out of the day. We don't live in a a night season all of our life. We have moments when it's night and we have moments when it's day. And so we enjoy the night and the day knowing that they're all part of a plan. But I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to quit just because right? Now things are looking bad. Things are looking bad, Brother Hughes. I'm discouraged tonight, Brother Hughes. I'm disappointed tonight. Remember, it's just a moment. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. How easy it is to become lost in that moment. And God sent me tonight to tell somebody, remember that it's just a moment. It's just a moment. This too shall pass. Everybody say it. This too shall pass. Amen. Said Brother Hughes, I don't know. It seemed like it's been a long time. Well, just hang on. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. God's telling me simply yet profoundly. It's a frame. Put it back in the film and let me finish the story. Amen. If it's a bad one, we can cut it. Amen. I said if it's a bad one, we can cut it. And you know what I have learned about God? He's going to have a lot of spliced film. <laughs> Amen. I don't know any of them that are perfect takes every time. But it's good to know that the author and finisher of our, of our faith... He can stop the thing and he can say, you know what, I don't want that. They repented of that, cut that part out, splice it back together so that when you roll the film at the end, you're not going to look back over your life at the end and see all your failures. You're going to look back over your life. You're going to think, man, I don't remember it like that. Oh God, what is that me that you're talking about, God? Is that really me? Is that my life story? Yes. Why? Because of something called grace and something called forgiveness. And God God's grace and forgiveness is still working. Hallelujah. So don't quit on God. Don't give up. Don't get depressed. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down in the mouth. You know what? I get so aggravated sometimes that people that are spirit-filled people, and I'm, I, I get aggravated at myself sometimes too, that get in this negative frame of mind. The sun could be shining, but it's just too hot. It's just shining too hot. It's too bright. Well, it's a moonlit night. Well, I like dark nights. I mean there's just some folks I gotta be careful tonight. Close my eyes and preach for a little while. Some of you are gonna think I'm picking on you. Amen. Everybody say it's just a moment. Just a moment. and God said, that's what I want you to tell Him. It's just a moment. It will pass. It will pass. And if it's a bad moment, there's going to come a time, there's going to be a lot of clippings on that floor when He gets through working on it. It's not going to have all that stuff in it we think it has. Amen. He's going to take it out, splice it, put it back so that it all flows fluidly. And it looks like a perfect life. Amen. It's going to look like a perfect life. And you think, God, how can, I, you know, I just, how did that happen? It's called grace and forgiveness. It's called mercy and goodness. Amen. Everybody say it again. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. Let's stand together.